0: Merry Christmas! Uh, It's so great to be with you and to be one of the first people to say that to you, um, to celebrate this wonderful occasion, this great festival that we all celebrate. Um, And I think it's kind of an interesting Christmas we're all experiencing in a lot of ways. Um, There's kind of a real weariness that we have, this reality of Christmas that at this point we're actually kind of burnt out from this year. There's a lot of stuff that's happened with COVID-19 for many of us, maybe we're experiencing absence, absences of family or friends um, for one reason, or maybe perhaps a graver reason, that they're not with us. Um, it's easy to kind of give into this stress, this anxiety of the season normally, but especially now with the COVID-19 virus, with these absences, with a lot of uncertainty in the world and a lot of fear in the world. The problem with this Along with all the flashy materialism, all the stuff that's kind of pushing our faces, this idea of giving gifts and receiving gifts, um, which, of course, giving and receiving is great, and it's wonderful. It's a beautiful way of showing that we love each other. But all these things can really be a distraction, a distraction from the true meaning of Christmas. Now, of course, we hear that a lot around this time of year, the true meaning of Christmas. We watch the Hallmark Channel or any holiday movie, there's probably a couple things that are Um, said to be the true meaning of Christmas. The true meaning of Christmas is giving, of course. Giving gifts, giving things, receiving things, giving of ourselves to others. Another real, real true meaning of Christmas is family. Of course, we're spending time with family. And above all this, the real true meaning of Christmas is happiness, whether that's in receiving a gift, giving a gift, or being able to enjoy the holiday season with each other. But what happens when that's all taken away? What happens when we're left with nothing else? What do we have to focus on? Well, the actual true meaning of Christmas, which is, of course, is baby Jesus, y'all. It's baby Jesus. Now, we may hear this, we may think it, we may believe it, that Jesus is the true meaning of Christmas. Of course, we're celebrating uh, Jesus' birth, the Incarnation. But, does it really, is it really the same, actually, of believing it? Believing that, taking it to heart. Believing it in spite of everything else. Where even in this time, especially, we've been challenged to kind of return to this reality. This incarnational truth that Christ is at the center of Christmas. That Jesus' incarnation is at the center of Christmas. Now, I'm a little embarrassed to say, and I'd like to share this personal experience with you, that I really didn't experience the true meaning of Christmas until about four years ago this day. At the time, I was studying in Rome, and unfortunately, we weren't allowed to come home for Christmas. So they encouraged us, they kicked us out of the seminary, which is where um, men study to be priests. We were kicked out of the seminary to go travel somewhere. So I decided, well, I'm going to go with a group of friends that I know. We're going to go to Prague. It's in the Czech Republic in Eastern Europe, And it's known as the fairy tale town. And it's the home of the infant of Prague, the baby Jesus. So, of course, this sounds like the perfect place to celebrate Christmas. I think I underestimated to an extent how difficult it would be this first time being away from friends and family, from being away from the Christmas traditions. We arrived in Prague, and immediately I was depressed because it was cloudy outside and raining. This is post-communism Prague. And, of course, post-communism, which is great, but a lot of the buildings were kind of brutalistic when we got into the train station. We walked out. It was cold. It was a kind of cold that seeps into your bones. And I'm an Arizona boy. I'm used to the heat, a little bit of warmth. This was the cold that I'd never experienced before, the cold that makes you question whether or not you were still alive. So, as we're walking, it didn't really feel like Christmas. And as time went on, I missed the absence of my family members. I worried about them being overseas. I missed the absence of kind of the Christmas traditions of decorating the tree and, um, and uh, receiving gifts, doing gift exchanges, things like that. And as time went on, I just got more and more frustrated and sad until we finally had midnight mass in this cold church and the streets were completely empty. Everyone had a grimace on their face. And mind you, it is a fairytale town. Prague is beautiful. But the people, people are beautiful too, but the people reserve their emotions. So there's not a lot of, hey, Merry Christmas, or, you know, hello, um, I'm so happy to see you, a tourist in my, in my, in my city. Um, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of scarring socially. So there's kind of this, this kind of somberness that we experience, a somberness that I hadn't experienced in Christmas before. So as we're walking, we have midnight mass. We go to midnight mass, and it's in, um, in Czech, so we didn't understand a word. Then <laughs> the next morning, we, we go to mass at another place. It's in Czech, don't understand a word. It's beautiful. I understood what's going on because it's the mass. But I just felt like something was missing. So at this point, I was so upset and frustrated. I'm like, this is not Christmas. This, is, this stinks. And one of the seminarians, the other, one of the other guys studying to be a priest, looks at me. And the other guy says, hey, how about we pray with the infinite Prague at the church and do our holy hour there? And I said, you are such a seminarian. Of course you want to pray holy hour. I don't want to pray holy hour. This is stupid. Well, I'm with the group, so we go. and We pray before the infinite Prague. Of course it wasn't a stupid idea. It made total sense. And as I'm sitting there in this church, this beautiful church, I see the infant of Prague. Now a little bit of background for those of you who don't know, this is actually a replica of the infant of Prague. It's very tiny. Um, those of you online probably can't really even see it. Um, but the infant of Prague, the statue, has a very interesting history. It started out as a gift to a French princess. And through a couple wars, uh, it was lost to this French princess the hand of the infant was broken off and it was donated to the small church, the small Carmelite church in Prague. Now what happened was, in the 1600s, at one point, a Carmelite priest was praying before the infant and he heard a miraculous voice saying, have mercy on me and I will have mercy on you. Give me my hands and I will give you peace. The more you honor me, the more I will bless you. So of course... This Carmelite priest repaired the statue, put it in a place of honor in the church, and a bunch of miracles started to pop up around this devotion to this specific image of Jesus. Now, as I was sitting there praying with this image, not really knowing much about him, I noticed a couple things. One, he's really small. So obviously this is a replica. It's a lot smaller. But the real Infinite Prague is about 19 inches tall, so it's not too big. I realized how small this small wooden wax statue was, how humble and unassuming it was. Now, of course, um, the infant of Prague, around Christmas time is, uh, is um, clothed in red clothing with white lining um, to show his priestliness, the, the royalty of the Son of God. In his left hand, he holds a globe with a small cross on top, which signifies that he is, even in his smallness, in fact, the king of the earth, the one who conquered sin and death over earth and brought us new salvation. And in his right hand, he holds his fingers like this, two fingers for the dual nature of human and divine, that he actually took up our nature and elevated it to being uh, us, to being adopted sons of God through Christ, that through Christ we gain our true dignity as beloved children of God. And then three fingers like this to represent the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So even in this small little statue, there's so much symbolism and a lot to reflect on. But as I was sitting there, looking at this small image of Christ, the small image of the infant Jesus, I was completely vulnerable. Everything had been stripped away from me. All these traditions, these distractions, completely stripped away from me. And I felt so raw and so frustrated and upset. And I brought it all to the, the, the feet of this tiny infant statue, this infant of Prague. And it was the first time I had felt this kind of joy. Because I wasn't happy. I was actually really upset. It had been a tough year. (laughs) I didn't learn Italian. I didn't know I was learning theology. I wasn't sure if the Lord was actually calling me to priesthood. I was like, is this you telling me that you're not calling me to priesthood? Is putting me through these frustrations and making me feel so alone and abandoned? And bringing this to him and experiencing this joy, this reality of, of coming before the Lord, the infant Jesus, And that reality, facing that reality of the Lord's love in such a beautiful, humble, and small way of the baby Jesus. This true joy of the Christmas season, the reason for the season, as people say, that our Lord became one of us. He elevated our dignity. And because of that, there's nothing that can change. Nothing can take that away. We can experience happiness, sadness, trials, difficulties, Um, uh, fortune we can be happy or sad at any time but that doesn't change the reality that we are loved by God that that love cannot be taken away from us no matter who we are we see that especially with the shepherds in today's gospel that the angel appeared to the shepherds not to kings or rabbis not to anybody of great importance but to the shepherds on the outskirts of the town. That he appears to all of us and calls us all in to this incarnational truth that the Lord loves us. So I think, especially today, and it might be difficult um, because of all that's going on, because of course it's a crazy time, it's a hectic time without uh, all the other stuff happening in our world. Um, but it's easy to become distracted and lose sight of the real meaning for, of Christmas. So I would encourage you today um, with me to really embrace this true joy of Christmas. To, of course, enjoy our time with each other. Enjoy the gifts we receive and the gifts we give. And uh, the festivities and the happiness. But to, above all, hold up the importance of the reality that we are loved. And that is symbolized by the tiny baby infant Jesus. God made little, yet no less great. Amen.